Welcome to the third episode of Your Entrepreneur Podcast with your hosts, Paul Wood and Taylor Ford Wallace. Today, we're going to have a really good guest on, a good friend of ours and a good business associate. Going to be discussing all aspects of time management within business and within your personal life. So without further ado, we're going to try and cut into it, especially down with the whole time management theme. So let's get right into it. So we're here with Stephen Watson from 27 and a half. They help people to achieve more whilst having time to spare. Steve, I hope I've explained that properly. And um, I'll leave you to Taylor to ask the first few questions. No problem. Well, obviously, good to have you on, Steve. Uh, thank you for coming on today. Just going to go into normal, just a few questions, get a bit to get to know a bit you a little bit more. What kind of got you into into setting up 27 and a half and what kind of inspired you to, to pursue the, the path you're going down now? Well, 27 and a half is all about time. And it originally came from the worst day of my life and was cemented by the best day of my life. So the worst day um, was in 2009. Unfortunately, my mum was diagnosed with a a terminal brain disease um, and she was given six years life expectancy. So at that time, I decided that I wanted to spend as much quality time with her as I possibly could uh, in the time that we had left. So at the time, I'd been working six or seven days a week, like a lot of people running their own business. Um, And I immediately cut that right down and said that at least every Friday, we're going to go out and uh, and spend some quality time together. So uh, I did that for for the full six years and until um, ultimately in 2015, she passed away. Um, And at that point, um, I decided that I wasn't going to stop being so good with my time. I was going to continue with it. And that led me to um, actually the best day of my life, um, which was in 2017, when uh, when my daughter Lily was born. And my wife, who's also self-employed, and I decided that we were going to split the childcare 50-50. So that presented a new challenge for me to uh, reduce my working week even further. Uh, and now I work three days each week and achieve more than I ever did when I was working six. That's fantastic. It's from a really difficult experience in your life. Obviously, you've created some very positive for your life going forward and obviously to spend more time with your family. That's ultimately, isn't it, what it's what all, all worked towards. That's right. And, and it, those principles that allowed me to do that are the basis of what I would, um, I would share with other people so that they can achieve what they want to with, with their time as well and to have plenty of time left for the things that are most important for them. Yeah, brilliant. Um, obviously, we've, we've all met Lily. So we know she's full of energy and she seems really positive and happy. So you can kind of see, you can see the evidence that the 27 and a half concept must work because you've got more time for where it's important and spending time with family. You're getting involved with her from day one, not just as a lot of people, unfortunately, aren't there for, for 90% of the upbringing because they're at work nine to five every day. Obviously, you're a lot more heavily involved. And, and even as you come to this, is structuring your, your business around your family life, which I think is really key. Especially with with someone at such a, yeah, with a daughter at such a young age, yeah. I mean, I was certainly growing up. I was certainly a part time babysitter for my younger brothers, because yeah. my mum and dad would both work long hours. So, you know, I don't fault them for it. But if you could think of a preferable situation, it would have been preferable to have them there for more time in each day. Absolutely, yeah. I think a lot of people, when you ask them why they actually do what they do, a lot of them will say it's for my family. But then when you ask them how long they work, it turns out that. Actually, they're not really spending any time with their family at all, so that's quite ironic. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people, they all say that, don't they? Oh, what's your why? My family. Oh, I love my family. How funny with your family? Sundays. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That's it, yeah. (laughs) It's not not that much, is it, when you think of how 
how much you work in the space of when you whether that's 16 to, to 50 or unless you're an entrepreneur and you retire young whatever so much of your time is spent on the business or in your job people forget about that that really quality family time and obviously i know that's a big part of your life a big part of mine and as as, as steve clearly clearly said it's a massive part of why he doesn't massive part of his business i am um, yeah i think it's interesting because I, I don't think anyone well i think most people they don't work with the intention of not providing for their family it's quite the opposite but obviously there's an element that isn't financial and 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 i think you've got the nail on the head there it's actually creating more time so you can do it so um in some positions, you know, some people would kind of class themselves as leaders, but they don't necessarily have any time to lead away from work. So how does the 27 and a half concept apply to uh, freeing up leaders and their times? Um, well, I think different people have a different challenge with um, with time. I think when people are in a management role and they're in an employment situation, um, I think a lot of the time their their time is set mm-hmm. and they're working nine to five and their role really managing other people is to uh, motivate people to be as productive as possible between yeah. the hours of nine and five. Yeah. Um, when people start their own business, I think they do it for um, for different reasons. And I think most of the time when you boil it down to what it actually is, it's freedom. They want to have enough money and enough time to be able to live the life that they want. Yeah. Um, However, I think most people underestimate what it is to run a business uh, beyond the actual technical work that they that they enjoy. And that presents a, a situation where they end up spending so much time doing things they never thought they were going to have to do. Yeah. Um, and they, they spend so much time working in their business that they don't have any time left. Yeah, left I agree with that. Else. I've had, um, I was speaking to Taylor before before the start of this podcast, and I've had... A very interesting two weeks. We secured a really profitable deal, um, teaching skills to people that are on benefits and long-term unemployed. Basically, there's money from the government that will come down, and um, it's there to get people off benefits and back into work. So we've put on two really interesting courses across Rochdale and Stockport. And I thought, great, I'll get to jump in. And when they need the help with the computers, I'll be there. On, I'll be there, on, and I'll, I'll, I'll help teach them IT, Microsoft Excel, Microsoft Word, create your CV. And in fact, what I've done for the, probably the 75% of the time is chase up issues with our laptop supplier. And you forget when you become an entrepreneur and you have these good concepts that you've still got parts of the functional roles within the business that if they're not looked after, that will be your that will effectively become your function within the business and then you're back to work in, in the business rather than on the business. Um, I, we, we've spoken before, Steve, and, and, and I know that a lot of your work previously has been, um, and you mentioned it earlier, was that you know, you're looking at people that are kind of uh, managers and how they can use their time effectively to motivate um, people between nine to five and these accidental manager positions that crop up quite a lot. Um, how much of that do you think um, matches the kind of uh, issues that entrepreneurs face and how does 27 and a half help each each group? Well, I'd say I think the, the position between managers and entrepreneurs is, is slightly different. Yeah. Um, but ironically, I think the reason why a lot of people have set up as um, self-employed, uh, as entrepreneurs, um doesn't make sense because they they did it because they wanted freedom Mm. but actually what they end up with is just an overworked underpaid job (laughs) that takes up all of their time with no benefits to it so but the the principles of time management are very similar Mm. I think the first step is always about um, awareness and most people just don't have any idea where their time goes they say the week has just disappeared and I don't know where so making people aware of how they're spending their time is a, is a great first step. Mm-hmm. 
once you've done that, then there's certain strategies and techniques that you can use to uh, clump things together um, and and just make the most of, of each day, make the most of the time that you've got. I think one thing big, a lot of, a lot of people, big mistake is obviously they say, oh, where's the day gone? Oh, the day went so quick. Oh, I need longer hours in the day or I need more hours in the day, that type of thing. But they, if you look at, let's say they're doing 20 tasks in a day, um, a lot of that's probably stuff that could have been done in a quarter of the time, but it takes them a week to get half that done. The week's gone like that. Yeah. Um, I think it is it Darren Darren Hardy, isn't it? Um, it's the I think the book's called The Compound Effect, and that breaks obviously your day down into to smaller tasks or your week down, and you allocate time onto each one. Um, and it's something I use a little bit as well uh, alongside my my lists and things when I'm when I'm going through. And if you put down I don't know 15 tasks, like send an email to accountant, blah blah blah, all those things down, it's like oh. That's only really like four hours worth of work. But you got at nine o'clock in the morning, you're like, oh, shit, okay. Oh, there's not going to be enough hours to do it today. But I think people over overestimate how long someone's going to take to do and underestimate what you can get done in, in such a little amount of time. Or I guess they don't structure it, so they spend yeah. a while worrying or dithering about it and, and not actually getting it done. That's right. I think the, uh, it's the Parkinson's law, isn't it, that says that, that um, stuff will expand or, or, or change shape to fit the space that it's given. Yeah. So I think... Um, there's a lot of things that are taken for granted, like the nine to five or the one hour meeting mm. blocked out. When in actual fact, a lot of meetings don't need to be an hour yeah. at all. Yeah. They could be 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, a little strategy that, that we use actually is uh, everybody sets the start time of a meeting, but it's actually really useful to set the end time of a meeting as well and say, I have to leave at this time. So that's when we're going to that, that's when we're going to finish. Yeah. And you, yeah. you fit into the time that you that you allocate and before you leave if you've set up when uh, when you're going to next meet then that takes away the the kind of telephone tennis and email tennis of arranging the next meeting yeah, and yeah yeah um, i think following little things like that always always helps i think the best thing for me is make decisions obviously zig ziglar he says a lot and it's decisions that you can make quickly make them quickly decisions that take time take your time and obviously it's two very simple things, but it is. If if it's something as small as send an email, send the email. Yeah. Don't wait till Tuesday to send the email. Yeah, yeah. Stuff on that where there's, sometimes there's no need to, to do that back and forth tennis of, oh, what are you doing next Tuesday? Oh, uh, okay, maybe I can do next Wednesday. And people do it, don't they? They're yeah. like, oh, actually, just send them some dates, book it in, and get it done. I always Save use one. Um, so it, it's, it's a common sales trick, actually. Uh, and I think anyone who's starts to get more successful as man managing the pipeline tends to do it instead of setting open-ended questions for setting time it's it's often easier just to give people two options yeah and then out of those two options inevitably they'll be they're, e they're either comfortable with one of them which is usually what happens or they will then suggest an actual time that they can that they can manage so speaking about specific times 27 and a half sounds like a very specific time so is is that related to why it's not 30 is 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 it like 30 but slightly more efficient how did you come up with 27 and a half as a as a block of time yeah definitely well 27 and a half is about being really uh, is about people's relationship with time so uh, quite often people are too vague with their time um, and 27 and a half just emphasizes how you can be very specific about an amount of time so it all started from um when i when i was giving a trial session to, to people for my coaching. Um, obviously, it's a very personal thing, so people wanted to have a taster session and, and a chance to have a chat and see yeah. whether we get on. So they were asking how long it would take, and I said it would take less than half an hour. So then they started asking, well, what, are you going to time it? 
So I said, well, yeah, actually, we will. Yeah. We'll, we'll do it in 27 and a half minutes, and that'll leave us enough time to say our goodbyes, and we'll be gone. Yeah. So it'll take less than half an hour of your time, and I guarantee you'll take at least one thing away from it that's going to help you or your business. Um, and that, re- that worked really well. It was a bit of a novelty <laughs> um, to start off with, but then, funnily enough, at an event, somebody came up to me and said, you're the 27 and a half minute guy, aren't you? <laughs> so I thought to myself, that's... That's really something that I should yeah, I should use as, as my branding, and it's been fantastic since then because, the uh, as much as anything else, it's a talking point. Yeah, so absolutely. everybody who sees it says, "What is this twenty seven and a half all about?" And I always think with branding, it's it's an opportunity to, or a gateway to get into the conversation you want to be having yeah. with people, and that allows me to immediately get into talking about being really specific with time and time management. Yeah, that's fantastic. That. It's a really efficient use of branding. Um, I was going to ask you as well. The obviously twenty-seven and a half. It, you know, you've I've, I've noticed that you've been to various kind of expos and 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 obviously you're looking at events um, at the moment. If people wanted to find out more about twenty-seven and a half or maybe see you in person, what's the best way for them for them to do that? Well, um, we've currently got a website under construction. Um, we've got a lot of content ready to go. Um, it'll literally be up within the next few, next few weeks, okay. and that'll be twenty-seven and a half dot uk. Um, in the meantime, the best way to get in touch with me is through LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So I'm on there as Stephen Watson. Um, you can see the little 27 and a half uh, logo on there as well. Uh, so yeah, that's a that's a good way to contact me. That's okay. fantastic. Amazing. Yeah, perfect. Um, obviously, obviously, nice and easy. If you just want to give a bit of an insight to your your goals for the next five years, if there's anything you're working towards or something quite specific, if if you don't mind. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I think my goals for the next five years are split into two different different areas so the first one and most important one of course is my family um, I want to be spending quality time with them um, every single day as I do at the moment I think in in the next five years Lily will be um, she'll be growing up too quick you know she'll be she'll be going to school and I think it's really important to make the most of these these years with her uh, and get quality time with um, with with Joe as well and, and the rest of my family but in terms of work um in terms of 27 and a half, I guess the goal for me is to be able to share with everybody some tools that can help them to make, create a better relationship yeah. with, with their time and spend more time doing the things that, that they love. One example of that is that we've recently started doing, uh, doing a, a group called sa- uh, Sales Time with Andy Bounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's, in, in my opinion and the opinion of many others, the, the best sales trainer in, in the country. And what that's all about is achieving more than you ever thought that you could through sales with time to spare as well to spend with your family. So there'll be plenty more information about that coming up on LinkedIn and, and the website. Yeah, brilliant. Um, a lot of our, what seems to be a kind of demographic that are, that are listening to us, are quite the tend to be like a young entrepreneur or startup entrepreneur stage. Um, if you had to give one tip to the kind of initial startup or a young entrepreneur in terms of effective time management, what would that be? Well, I think as I said before, the starting point is always to become aware of how you're spending your time because most people are, are living in some blissful una- unawareness, if that's a word, of, um, of just not knowing where their time goes and yeah. time just disappears. So. Being careful with time, I think, is is the most important thing. I always like um, like the idea that you should learn as if you're going to live forever, but you should live as if you're going to die tomorrow. So don't waste yeah. any time. It's great, that, yeah. 
Yeah, I think there's uh, there was a, an interesting exercise I saw the other day, which is just just basic maths. Um, that 168 hours in a week. If you were to assume that you get seven and a half hours sleep a night, which is really really good, uh, that's sort of 52 and a half hours sleep per week. Uh, let's say you work nine to five, 40 hour week, uh, spend an hour a day eating, then that equates to 68 and a half hours out of 168 hours a week. Let's um, let's assume now that you spend three hours a day watching TV. Mm-hmm. That still leaves you with 47 and a half hours spare every yeah, single week. To do something different or extra. And people just waste that. Where does that even go? Yeah, yeah. That's a full working week's worth of time. Well, we've seen recently those three hours are often not three hours watching TV anymore. You know, there's the the subscription model of Netflix, for example. And, you know, obviously great TV, but the the whole model is designed to create you to binge watch. Yeah, same as Facebook. It's designed to keep you on it, obviously. Yeah. Um, But that's the... And I guess if you're not mindful of it, like you were saying, if you're not aware of your time, that's where their their kind of behaviour model really grabs you. Absolutely. Before you know it, you're unproductive. There's a, it's one saying, it's not necessarily a saying, but that I hear on a lot of the different motivational speakers I listen to. And it's one thing a lot of people, obviously, the people that aren't aware of the time is whenever they're at the beach, they're thinking of work. Whenever they're at work, they're thinking of the beach and they're, they're never really anywhere. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was either Zig Ziglar or, or Jim Rohn who said it. And I think it's so true. So many people go out that, oh, I can't wait for my holiday. The day they get on holiday, they're thinking about all their emails, work, and sales when they get home. The day they get back into the office, and oh shit, I can't wait to go on holiday again. And it's just that constant back and forth. And if you're aware of your time, when you're at the beach, enjoy the beach. Yeah. Don't think about anything else. And I think it's a, it's a it's a takes a long time, and it's a a tough decision to just say, I'm here, I'm at the beach, enjoy my time. Everyone leaving. My my one rule is when I'm at the dinner table, no phones. Don't care who's calling me. It could be the queen, it could be a president. I'm not having my phone at the dinner table. It's one time a day where I'm going to spend my time with Lucy or my family or whoever I'm with and nothing's going to bother me. And whether that's for 20 minutes or for an hour, it's just you've got to have something in your day where you can say, you know what, no matter what's happening, it's my time. Well, we've, uh, I think, I don't know if all three of us have worked in communities that completely shut off their their interactions with technology. And there's actually some, some well, we know it's ancient wisdom, but there is some some wisdom in actually allowing yourself to be present where you're at so if that if that means that you're going to be present at work then you're at work if that yeah. means you're going to be present at the beach you're at the beach exactly, yeah. that's the that's word device. about being present isn't yeah. it that's that's the key thing um yeah i think uh, a lot of people are slaves to technology and especially so notifications and emails you could literally be having a really important conversation but as soon as you hear that ding <laughs> yeah. attention's gone and yeah. it's straight onto the email so I think that that's one of the the strategies that that we would use as well. Once once you're aware of your time, is to actually take control mm. of of these notifications and say, you know what, there's a certain time of the day that I'm going to yeah. check my emails and reply to my emails. And people are okay with it if you take more than four seconds to reply to an email. <laughs> the interesting so, thing um, is, we've actually got the tools now. Like within the last few years, Google and Apple, you know, they they, they sent up either it's their phone or it's their operating system. They have 95% of the phones. And they've actually given us the tools to be able to manage these notifications and these pop-ups, but they don't come as standard. So you have to go into each app and disable the notifications. But so often people either aren't aware or they've got 200 apps installed on their phone and, and to disable the notifications for each one. It could be, for example, a Facebook notification. It could be Candy Crush telling you you've got maximum amount of lives and it might be Candy Crush that distracts you from work. So technologies, in some ways it's brilliant. In some ways we absolutely are a slave to it. But I, I just I just see with this that 
they've put these tools in, but perhaps it's not in a way where it's going to benefit you unless you make a conscious decision to actually use them. Absolutely. Uh, smartphones are the number one reason why there's no reason why we shouldn't be working more than 15 hours a week. Yeah. But they're also the number one reason why we why we could never achieve that. Yeah. <laughs> because they're the biggest distraction. Yeah, that's right now. So they take up so much time. Can I ask you, Steve, obviously, over the over the years you've been in business, whether that's jobs, businesses you've been with and stuff as well, um, what have, if you don't mind, what have been your some big challenges you've had to overcome and had to get through to kind of get you where you are now? I think the the big challenges have been the biggest opportunities in what mm-hmm. I've been doing because they've shaped exactly well. Um, what 27 and a half is all about so trying to achieve more in less time is always going to be a challenge and there's a bit of pain involved in in developing the habits to do that but I think um, the way to overcome it is to have that that strong why of why the reason why you're doing it uh, and also accountability with somebody as well so if it if it's really important and it's going to mean you can spend more time with um, with your partner then why not use your partner as an accountability partner mm-hmm. and yeah. say, um, I want you to hold me accountable to doing this because if I don't achieve it, there's a consequence and it means that we're not going to get to spend time yeah. together. Mm-hmm. But if I do achieve it, then it means that we're going to get the time. Definitely. I think we mentioned that in the last the last podcast, didn't we, in the last episode on accountability partners and how we all have a couple of people, obviously. Yeah, and I think, it, like yeah, it's such a good way to, to kind of keep you on track because no one really holds you accountable when you're the boss. Um, I think it's really important having whether that's obviously I mentioned the last one I've got one for my film side and my property side um, on a couple of people who every six months to a year we stay in touch and and hold each other accountable really in, in simplest terms so I think it's really sometimes good. obviously even for our own stuff it's just it's the having the having the kind of frame of mind in place where if someone if someone within your group or your, another one of your business partners tells you that they feel you need to pick up for a certain reason. It's having that mindset to say, all right, when they do that, that's coming from a good place. So I will pick up uh, and, you know, I will hold myself accountable because I'm open to hearing, for example, Taylor, Taylor might say, we need to get this podcast done. Right, cool. He's motivated to get this podcast done. I'm motivated to get this podcast done. But often sometimes the, the risk of being an entrepreneur is that you are a boss to yourself, but then you don't allow yourself to be, to be held accountable by other people. It's a, hard, it's a fine line, isn't it, of, of wanting to be the boss and not accepting that feedback from other people and that advice for from other bosses, if that yeah. makes sense, and being like, you need to do this, and then you're like, who are you telling me yeah. I need to do it? You know what I mean? And it's just finding that balance and say, oh, well, I need to be accountable and be held accountable. Yeah. Um, but it's a key part on growing, isn't it, and learning and yeah, everything absolutely. we do. Um, if you would have any, I guess, any any kind of last words or any kind of final pieces of wisdom for anyone, uh, what would they be, Steve? And, and and obviously, at the end, we'll, we'll try and get as many people to follow you on LinkedIn as possible. Of course, yeah. Um, well, I believe that we should all make the most of the time that, that we have. Um, and everything that I do is based around that principle. So over the years, I've sh- I've tried over probably 150 to 200 different time management techniques. Um, wow. Some of them have worked well for me, some of them have not. Um, but the ones that do work, really work. And you only need one or two of them to really make a big difference. So... Uh, my challenge is to share what I've learned and experienced in terms of time management and help other people to make the most of the time that they have too. That's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Really appreciate you coming on, Steve. Thank you. Thanks so much, um, Steve. Thank you.
make sure you follow Stephen Watson from 27 and a half on LinkedIn and look out for his website www.27andahalf.co.uk when it goes live. Thanks so much Stephen. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much. So that was Stephen Watson from 27 and a half. Massive thanks to him for spending his uh, very efficient and very concise time with us and you know you can obviously tell he means what he says and he delivered a lot of value in quite a short space of time. What were your thoughts Taylor? No it was great having him on obviously you can never stop learning especially on when it comes to time management. I think it's such a, an important part of business in everyday life is managing your time well. And obviously, you had some really good points on and some tips on just every day, what you can do to, to make your time more efficient, to, to make sure everything you're doing, you're thinking about yeah. where, where you should be and being in the mental state of being there and not just somewhere else and, and actually following your, your routines instead of just aimlessly going through your days and your weeks, not following any time of routine or time. Just what is your time for? What is it doing? And, and make the best of it. Yeah, often um, what people don't realise is that time is interlinked with absolutely every aspect of business. You know, if you're late on time, that means your cash flow is bad. If you're late on time, you give yourself less less preparation time. Um, if you're late on time, potentially you're not communicating with people within the time that they would need to get the things sorted. Um, to give you one example, um, time and finance are directly linked. So with most projects, you'd be quite lucky if you didn't have to spend anything to create a venture most most businesses have some kind of startup cost now that startup cost could be zero because you might already have the assets in your personal life for example when i first started my business as a graphic designer i was lucky enough that i already had a mac because i was already on my way to becoming a, a music graduate so i already had the assets i needed and, and all the creative software but that's it's it's a rare situation most businesses require tangible assets now for example that the project that, that i'm working on at the moment is um setting up um, digital skills courses around greater manchester to to help the lives of people who are either looking to upskill or people that are find themselves unable to get on the job ladder or access benefits because they don't know how to use a computer now one of the challenges that i'll remember for next time that we've experienced is that i didn't give myself uh, enough time to source laptops from a reputable supplier which meant that effectively, although we were covered because we've got some brilliant tutors now within the company, a lot of my time over the last two weeks has been spent rushing up and down. You know, it, effectively, if, if I'd been more organised and managed my time more effectively and paid for the laptops earlier, yeah. this could have been a much easier and a much more fun course. It starts to drag from from the enjoyment that you, that you should have when you're an entrepreneur. Definitely keep an eye on the time. Like, for example, we've just, um, today, our, we've got a group of guys, one of our teams on a site down in, in the Telford, and they've just finished a block of 109 shooting departments and it's really come down to the wire just not due to poor time management but just things overrun yeah. and it's it's having things in place to say okay if we run a bit short what can we do yeah. can we maybe get more people involved get more staff there get better equipment that type of thing yeah. to what is your buffer? yeah definitely to limit that time wasted because in business time wasted is money wasted simple as that as soon as you start running over that might be 10 minutes 10 days 10 hours it's going to start costing you yeah. and one site of ours a, a big construction site over in trafford when their, their completion was meant to be i think 30 31st of july or 30th of july sorry and they ran over and they're still running over now and they're getting twenty eight thousand pound fine a day for every day running over yeah. and you think that that far behind on schedule already a couple hundred grand in yeah. um and overdue bills and that's just their own problem obviously they should have you can only forecast so far, obviously, in how much you can time in, yeah. but you've got to have that buffer in place and, and just think of every worst scenario. Just stick to your time as yeah, much definitely. as you physically can. Time management is never an exact science. You know, there's a lot of people that would price their, their work based on um, the time it takes, which that's one way of pricing. It's not always the most effective. Sometimes it is. But in order for you to be able to do that, you have to try your best to be able to manage your time effectively. 
definitely experience come with it as well, especially the way we quote a lot of work is based on time. And obviously we can walk into a place and I can give you a rough idea on how long that would take to, to get it where it needs to be yeah. cleaning-wise. Um, but a lot of that comes as sort of experience of doing those type of jobs, different sizes and things like that. And as you go, you know what takes you a set amount of time, whether if, if you're good at writing an email or, or making a document or a PDF or something like that, you know it's going to take you 20 minutes or, or two hours. And going forward, just everything you do, just be wary of your time. Don't waste time. I think Simple it was uh, it was Richard Branson that said that you... you Essentially, to paraphrase, um, you can't do everything yourself. No, you would never have to, enough time to do no it. No anyway. way. Um, You've got to delegate, don't you? You've got to find people with the right skills, and and give them that, give them tasks, give them projects, give them things to work on that takes that pressure off of you yeah. to to excel. Yeah, just imagine that your your list of tasks don't always have to run consecutively. I.e., you don't have to do task one once you complete task one. You can do it at task two with proper delegation. You could have your twenty tasks for the day. And 10 to 15 of them could be assigned out to, to your team members so that they can all run it at the same time and you can get on with the five yeah. that matter the most to you. As, as I mentioned, I think it was Darren Darren Hardy's book on, I think it's The Compound Effect, if, I, if I'm not remembering correctly, sorry. And one is a, a document that he has in that to obviously allocate your tasks on, on something what's energizing, demotivating, and just a, a neutral, neutral emotion. And all of those on that, when it says make your to-do list, you put a number between one, two, and three along next to, to each line and a one would be something you have to do yourself and is, is urgent needs to be done a two in priority would be you need to do it but it can be done maybe tomorrow or on the next day and the third is just delegate yeah. give it to someone else um give it to someone else that you can maybe that's if it's submitting payroll give it to your payroll person to submit all those hours stuff like that where not everything needs to be done by you yeah simple as that that's right we've we're, we're in the situation at the moment where we're starting to take on new staff so that we can train um, adults in the community in different areas around Greater Manchester and the best the best realisation that we've had is that there are certain aspects of the business that we don't enjoy so as entrepreneurs you, you have to jump in and you're often until you get the structure right you're often doing a lot of the tasks yourself mm-hmm. and that might continue to happen you know I'm, I'm sure Taylor you will go out on some cleaning jobs and yeah, have to definitely. take out some of the cleaning and I'll have to go out and do some of the teaching myself but then you'll often find that your employees or your staff enjoy things that you don't enjoy so yeah. actually the process of delegation gives them a task that they're very motivated yeah. by and it frees you up because you no longer have to do it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so often time management is more than that. Sometimes it's also motivation management. Yeah, and not being lazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that's good. That is definitely. Um, so we're going to wrap it up there. I hope everyone has found that a really efficient use of their listening time. And as always, if you are interested in what we do, make sure you subscribe to Your Entrepreneur for the latest and greatest news to do with being an entrepreneur and some great advice from upcoming guests. And uh, we'll see you all soon. See you on the next one. Cheers.